This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Two stories about celebrities being photographed in their natural habitat. What does it actually mean? What are they secretly trying to tell us, if anything? I would like to call this segment a schmear of pap. <laughs> That's short for a schmear of paparazzi. Here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live, doing everything entertainment, even making gross puns. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. Hi. And of course, Holly Roberts pulling all the right levers. Now, there are two stories. Excuse me, that was not a lever. Two stories about celebrities being photographed in their natural habitats. Colleen, can you just for the listener, by the way, those two celebrities are Tori Spelling. And Katie Holmes, can you tell the listener, Colleen, the one? Hi, mm-hmm. Panda. Um, Hi, how's it going, Panda? Um, Thanks for tuning in. Can you? Ex- Laura's here too. Don't worry about it. Hi, Laura. Can we you, got two? Thank you. Can you guys? I know there are a lot of you listening, um, and we appreciate each and every one of you. But can you please tell the listener, Colleen? What it usually means when we see a celebrity being filmed sort Mm -hmm. of in the world. So there's a couple things. I mean, usually now it used to be the conventional wisdom was that the paparazzi would hunt down celebrities uh, unwittingly and take pictures of them doing things out and about in the world. Yeah. But we know now on the Colleen and Bradley show, Team Cobra, we've, you know, we've been around this enough to know that oftentimes these are tipped off likely by the celebrity themselves or somebody on their team and they're trying to promote something or they're trying to bend our perspective about what they're going through, Mm -hmm. right? So that there's, um, it's like a public relations move. Yeah. Uh, So usually we think, hey, this is being prompted by the celebrity themselves. And sometimes not, but sometimes it's for us to decide. So let's decide. Can we get the let's. Cobra gang together, Holly? Whenever there's trouble, well, there are the double. We're the Cobra gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra gang. Let's start with Tori Spelling. Here's an article for you. You tell me what you think this story is about when I say to you, Tori's exclusive, by the way, over at page. Oh, are you okay? Excuse me, I just lost my voice. I just choked <laughs> on my own outrage. <laughs> Exclusive. <clears throat> Tori Spelling livid outside lawyer's office amid custody assets talks. Okay, so this purports to be a story, Colleen, about Tori Spelling, as I said, 
having Mm -hmm. a hot mess meltdown in front of a lawyer's office. If I were to tell you that she was spotted outside this attorney's office Monday carrying a notepad in full view of cameras (laughs) with a notepad that had writing on it such that the... (laughs) paparazzi were actually able to quote what was on the oh. notepad what would you think based on that tiny bit of evidence i mean first of all it's totally staged um she wants you to know because the rumors have been running rampant that she is going through a divorce with her husband dean mcdermott yeah and so this actually okay go with me on this this reminds me of the time that justin bieber was out and about carrying a book with the i mean everybody does this i was gonna say kelly ripa anyone kelly ripa has done it paris hilton lindsay lohan back in the day yeah i mean this is like a this is this is a move uh the celebrities have been doing for years so she wants you to be able to see what's on there she wants to confirm for you that indeed she is seeing a lawyer because she's trying to get a divorce so you said she wants people to see what's on there well let's see what's actually on there so the alum from beverly hills 902 and 0 and then whatever that offshoot thing was that never took off she was dressed conservatively in an all-black suit with her hair pulled back in a low ponytail she accessorized blah 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 but then they had close-up shots of the notepad On her notepad, it revealed, apparently, they claim why she was so upset. An outline listing uh, the following. Pig pen, get a quote. Triple A jumpstart van and 3 p.m. lawyer. Assets, support, custody. Again, she's holding this notepad while she's screaming into the phone and making uh, a very obvious display for anybody that might be around her. And as if you don't, I mean, like, you don't have to just think about it. She's next to her car. If right. she didn't want the world to see this, she would have that moment in the car, which has right. tinted windows. But you can see her getting into the car at the end of that outburst, looking forlorn and frustrated. Do you have any idea what those words on her notepad meant? <laughs> Well, okay, so if I'm being honest, the ones I'm more curious about are probably not the ones that she wants us to be focused on. Yeah. Because what I really want to know is what does pig pen get quote? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> well, get a quote for <laughs> no a, idea. Get a quote for a pig pen. Maybe she's getting what? into urban farming. Oh. Knowing that woman, pig I would not pen. Be- yeah, not the character from the Peanuts so- cartoon. Thank you, because that's what I was focused on. Okay. Does she have a like a hobby farm or something? Where do they live? Well, they live in the valley. Tori Spelling, you could see but like remember, her getting a tiny also, pig. She well, yeah. Didn't they have a pet pig at one point? Anyway, mm. it doesn't matter. That's the thing that, unfortunately, that I'm more obsessed with. But I think the thing she wants us to be obsessed with is the the last part, which is she does have a pet pig. See, that's okay, what I, it's so. called Nutmeg the Pig. So literally, <laughs> Tori mm-hmm. Spelling wanted yes. a quote for a pig for pen. For a pig pen. Okay. For Nutmeg the Pig. All right. And apparently her, her van is not uh, operating, so she needs to call AAA to get them to jumpstart it. But most importantly, what she There's wants like us to see is... like a van out in Encino somewhere <laughs> that she needs to jump? 
Yeah. Probably, yeah. Uh, but that at 3 p.m., she needs to talk to her lawyer about assets, child support, and okay. custody. Okay, can I also just remind you, she's doing that at 3 p.m. outside of her lawyer's office. Anybody? So this, anyone? This right. woman lights herself on fire. Literally, Literally. her nickname is Bernie Hanna. <laughs> because she did set on fire at Benny Hanna. She set herself mm-hmm. In flames at a Benny Hanna. Actually, yeah. she just put her hand. Didn't she put her hand on the grill? She burned it. She put her hand on the grill, which I mean, come on. You don't do rookie that. mistake. No. no. Also, I love that she's cosplaying that she's doing some very serious lawyering by wearing a yeah. double breasted black suit. Yeah. With her as one newly does. minted Chloe Kardashian uh, face fillers. OK, we have to take a <laughs> turn because when I started this segment, good afternoon, by the way, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. If you tuned out for, I don't know, life happened. Um, it's not just one, but two stories of celebrities being photographed in their natural habitats. We've got to turn to this story about Katie Holmes sucking okay. heaters down in Brooklyn. So this is really interesting because, you know, the, the Tory Spelling one, Spelly, the Tory Spelling story, I feel like was very obvious. This one feels less obvious to me. So this story comes to us from the Daily Mail. And it is, as you said, about Katie Holmes. So the story goes, Katie Holmes uh, headed out of the city where she lives in Manhattan to Brooklyn, the borough, Mm -hmm. to smoke. And literally, that's the story. So the story is literally just Katie Holmes. And and the photos are like... uh, Yeah. Okay, so going on... Katie kept it comfortable in a navy blue hoodie and black jeans, while she, which she teamed with white sneakers, because you always have to talk about her outfit. Yeah, well, that's Daily Mail. They don't because, do anything except comment on women's clothes. But I will say Katie Holmes is kind of a style icon, or some people think she is. So that it makes sense to me that they're talking Not about in her this outfit. Story. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing fashionable about what's happening here. Okay, This is you and on. I. Right, this is what we look like on a day Minus ending the, in day. like the knit cap, but... I don't know, I could rock that. Um, okay, it goes on to say, The mother of one clutched onto her cigarette tightly, revealing chipped red nail polish as she puffed away, appearing to pack in as much nicotine at once. Holmes quickly <laughs> sucked down three whole cigarettes. Wow! Now, the reason why apparently this is news is because she quit smoking in 2005 okay, so she uh, when relapsed. she was pregnant with Surrey Cruz or when she got pregnant with Surrey Cruz at the request of her husband at the time, Tom Cruise. Who knows? I don't understand. This story... So you're not what? convinced, I think, that this was intentional? Meaning this doesn't feel she didn't intentional. Call up the paparazzi over at SplashNews.com who took just, this photo, but... Can I, I agree with you, but I also am always very suspect of Katie Holmes because we never hear about Katie Holmes until Katie Holmes wants us to hear about her. True. And so my like, I'm curious what's coming next. Like, I think this if it is not a totally random experience, there might be something that will shed light on this. In the future, oh wait, Holly's looking at me like she might have some idea. She has her finger on a button. Yeah, let me help you out. Now this isn't necessarily a blind item, but this is from a source where we get blind items. And to lawyer, put the following on Twitter with that picture of Katie Holmes smoking wearing a knit cap. For someone who is a highly photographed public figure who chain smokes, Katie Holmes has only been caught five or six times. 
meaning this photograph was not planned. Meaning, this is a photograph that Katie Holmes does not want you to see. So this is a real, authentic, off-the-cuff paparazzi moment. Well, it makes sense, right? Because she's not dressed to the nines. She's not wearing, like, high-waisted mom, flood, waiter, jean, crotchless, backless, (laughs) holster, When did she wear crotchless I'm just saying, like, you know, there's not some trend. Because it's always, like, Katie Holmes rocks latest trend with leather, you know, pantaloons. Right? Like, none of that's (laughs) happening in this photo. It's like... Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts walked out of their door. Yeah, she's literally rifle. wearing champion sweatpants. I believe I actually have those in my collection. But this is very much like the gal next door, by the way, escaping to Brooklyn, Brooklyn. so that she can smoke away from she her daughter. I'm not allowed to smoke in the, you know, in Manhattan because then people will see me. Right. And crushing three heaters. Yeah. You know how like, Katie. nobody nobody smokes anymore, but if now the equivalent is in unless you're in New York, then if you go to Brooklyn, because everybody knows that, right? But right. for us, like the equivalent is nobody smokes until like jump on a freeway once and oh, watch yeah. people around you, and you will notice how many people actually still smoke because so they're true. doing it in their car. Well, this is no judgment is as a former true. smoker myself, but well, remember the motto of this very program. Yes! Nothing is real. Thank you. And, and everyone, everyone smokes. smokes. Including Katie Holmes. You brought it full circle. I just say, wait for it. Something's gonna happen. Maybe she and Tom Cruise are getting back together. Probably not. Okay. When we return. Oh, gosh. That would be newsworthy. <laughs> that would be kind of crazy. Like, Tom Cruise takes her hostage. And we all have to free. It goes from free Britney to free Katie. <laughs> All right, when we come back, our good friend Elizabeth Reese will join us. She's got all the latest from Hollywood and beyond right here on My Talk 1071. He's a My Talk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest is the beautiful Ms. Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Well, hello, Hi, you guys, on a cozy, rainy Wednesday. Yay, we're getting all cozy. Nice Better than the here. snowy day we had a year ago today. We were oh just my gosh, about that. were you? Yes. It was like was, eight inches. No yeah. way. Mm-hmm. A year ago mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't that wild? That is really wild. We have had the, and I know it's complicated, but still. You better I'm, find some wood to knock on right about uh, now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zach Efron's birthday was Monday. Okay. Um, no, honestly, I'm just uh, grateful for the beautiful fall we've had thus far. I know. I feel the same way. It's really been magical. It's like when you think about movies and like making fall memories. This is what the weather's been like. It's just been right. really beautiful. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the Bachelorette season 18 premiere. We oh, are yeah. talking about it particularly because Michelle Young, who is the Bachelorette, is from the great state of Minnesota. She sent home a guy named Ryan because he had notes hidden in his room about his plan to get lots of screen time. When he's on the show. He had a master plan he wrote down on paper. (laughs) I know. Can you even believe it? Like, I guess you're not allowed to have your phone, so you can't have the notes app out. Oh. So he had to do it the old-fashioned way. Old-fashioned way. If you can't remember in your head (laughs) your um, world domination plans by way of The Bachelor, I feel like you're doing it wrong. I know. So anyway. He was there for the wrong reasons. The wrong reasons, Yes. Uh, the documents were discovered in his room by hosts Tasha and Caitlin. He detailed his plans for the season, including how to not become the villain and how to get more screen time. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> so he got sent home. And then Michelle will continue on her journey for love. I didn't get a chance to watch the episode last night. I'm going to watch it, though. I've, I'm going to catch up, I think, uh, tomorrow night. And then, I said I was going to watch it, and I didn't. So that's okay. You you know, I I kind of think that first episode is sort of like snoozer all the time because it's right. so many guys you can't remember all of them. It's all really like fabricated antics. You know, they come out of the limo and someone's wearing a chicken costume, or someone's in an old minivan, or, or somebody rides a horse. Yeah, it's always something like that. Then they make kind of like weird off color jokes that like aren't that funny, and uh, it's it's not my favorite thing. I could honestly skip. And I, maybe I will just skip the entire first episode and then just jump in yeah, next week. I don't feel like that's necessary. I feel like you can read about it and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. There you go. You are going to be. This is interesting. The Verge is saying that Facebook Inc. plans to change their company name in a rebranding effort. Are you guys buying uh, this? False book? I don't know. Anyone? This is what The Verge is reporting. The CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, plans to announce the new name next week during the annual Connect Conference. That's October 28th. And the switch is expected to reflect the company's focus on building the metaverse. Okay, can I? I I am dumb. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what a metaverse is. It's different than a universe. This is where they think the future is going. I've listened to a little bit of conversations online about what Facebook is doing currently and how they're trying to take the conversation away from like the hellscape that they've created online. Um, And uh, allegedly they've spent lots and lots and lots of money developing this sort of think of it as like a virtual reality Internet. Yeah, it's called Horizon Worlds. Where you can, you know, I mean, you know, they've got that Oculus equipment where you can, you know, do the VR stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So so this might be just a part of that. And it wouldn't surprise me that they would make such an announcement at this point because I don't know if you've been looking around or yeah. listening lately. Their PR hasn't been... They're not in a good space. It hasn't been terrific. Now, just to be clear, that doesn't mean that the name of the app is going to change. It's not like Facebook is going to change. It would be the name of the company. Okay. So they would still, I mean, because they have Facebook and then they own Instagram, right? And so there's all these different things that are underneath it, but it would be 
the name of the of the overall parent company that would have a new name. In 2015, Google rebranded itself as Alphabet. I was going to say it reminds me of Alphabet, which I don't remember that. We don't really talk about Alphabet because Google, right? It's but just Google. Right. It's still, you know, their parent company. Yeah. It'll huh. be interesting to see kind of how they continue on. Of course, the scrutiny that, that means- we've been talking about is that former Facebook product manager who leaked internal documents to lawmakers mm-hmm. in the Wall Street Journal, the Facebook whistleblower. By doing mm-hmm. this, though, as somebody who used to work for a large corporation that then a part of that organization changed and then that little piece spun off. I'm talking about Target. Um, it wouldn't surprise me that they would do something like this if you think about it, because, you know, whatever this, what was the name again that they're changing it to? Um, oh, what did I say? I just said it. Gosh, you guys. Okay. Well, how- it's about, it's to reflect the metaverse, but I don't think that they've announced what the name is going to be. So fabulous.com or whatever it is, sure. let's say. Yeah. Then, you know, like, then they can continue to do their work without being like saddled with every time somebody says that name, you know, the sort of negative image you have mm-hmm. about Facebook. So they're like, right. oh, over at fabulous.com. Yeah. Right. Versus like over at Facebook. And everybody's like, ah. Right. And I don't even think it'll be a dot com, right? So, yeah. yeah and I, you're right. I didn't say the name because they don't have a name. I was referring to the name of the virtual reality Got platform, it. Horizon Worlds, which, if you're wondering about that, it's currently in an invite only beta phase. My husband bought some of those virtual reality goggles, and I and? call him, I call them his nerd goggles. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, but when you're wearing them and you're like waving something around, oh, it's like, but then you else have is the in goggles on and no one else is right. in that. It just looks ridiculous. It just yeah. does. It does look He used them for a while, and then it was like, now they just sit there. Well. Well, like a lot of things, it's like a treadmill. Yeah, I don't at least know. he did that, so we don't have to. Thank you, Elizabeth, <laughs> for all for the latest on Hollywood. You can catch Elizabeth, of course, on the on Twin Cities Live every day at three on KSTP Channel Five. When we get back, Holly's got blind items. We're doing them right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. She's got juicy blind items. That's just juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. Her name is Holly Roberts here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. And before we turn the mic over to her, just a reminder you should grab those Project Down and Dirty tickets at MyTalk1071.com. It's our reality show on the radio. By the way, we have a charitable partner this year on the uh, Colleen and Bradley Show, and our charitable partner will join us. In the next segment to talk all about why you should support Project Down and Dirty, specifically Team Cobra and our charity partner. More on that in a bit. But first, Holly Roberts has all them blind items. Blinded by the item. Brother, come in. (laughs) Jenny. Jenny. Let's go to some celebrity gossip mysteries. The producers of this talk show hosted by an illiterate host are trying to burn the show to the ground in her absence. <gasps> they want her permanently out. Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams. Yes, queen. Mm-hmm. Why are they trying it's to so burn it all obvious. down? It is so obvious. I suppose burn it all down to build it back up. So I feel like you're burning I mean, yourself makes- out of a job, but okay. But it makes, well, but see, uh, I don't know. I got things to say, but go, Holly, fill in that blank. Okay, so the producers of the Wendy Williams show, according to the blind items, are trying to burn the show to the ground in Wendy Williams' absence because they want her permanently out as host. 
See, I think because they keep on adding other. So Leah Remini is going to fill in yeah. in her in her stead, in her absence. And then I think they added like, what, two more people that they're going to be bringing in to do some hosting duties while she, um, I think they've extended her time away. And I'm thinking to myself, like, in the past, other, you know, if they, if they get in the good graces of whoever is filling in, if they decide to give a show to that person and these producers are in their good graces, they'll get hired for another job producing for that person. I I I just think they don't seen the play Macbeth. Oof. Mm, That I mean, um, Mm. So I also don't know who produces Wendy Williams. Does Wendy Williams produce Wendy Williams? Because something tells me that might be a hard sell. Well, she is one of the executive producers of the Wendy Williams show. So I don't know to what extent she's actually producing day in and day out and how that yeah. credit rolls out. I'm just saying don't mm-hmm. count her out. No, um, but the Wendy Williams show is produced by a company called Debmar Mercury, which is a subsidiary of Lionsgate. Mm-hmm. So there is a parent company that is producing the Wendy Williams show, meaning I suppose that they could have the power to rearrange the kitchen and make this television mm-hmm. show into something completely different because they do have Whitney Cummings, the comedian, mm-hmm. and Sherry Shepard. They're going to be hosting right. a week of the Wendy Williams show, well, respectively. I'm sure uh, reasonably thirsty to get their own show. Wasn't Sherry Shepard, didn't she do The View for a period of time? Oh, yeah. 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 So, you know, again, like these aren't, you know, Leah Remini, Sherry Shepard, Whitney Cummings. These are not small names. No. You know, these are people that we've wanted to hear from in the past and have enjoyed hearing from in the past. So it stands to reason like they'd be taking advantage of this moment. I will say, you know, I will say, uh, you know. How many times has somebody showed up and said, like, I'm going to do my own show and it's going to be amazing. Mm. And then you're like, oh, Because it's a hard thing. I mean, you've seen so many people fail that should have otherwise been wholly qualified. Uh, Too many to name a few. Who was it who had a talk show where they did the, like, interviews in a big bed? Was that Roseanne? Yes. And she had a rotating, uh, I loved that set. She had a rotating set where it would literally change with each guest. And it would just kind of... So like the carousel of progress in Disney World. Yeah, basically. Now, interestingly enough, Whitney Cummings, who's going to be guest hosting the Wendy Williams show, she's gone out ahead of the story and is like, I'm not trying to replace Wendy Williams. Interesting. Which is a flex. Yeah, that's a move. Right. Mm -hmm. You're like, I would never. No. Because people have said. I'm just a guest. People are saying that I am here to take over this job. Nobody said that. Actually, mm-hmm. they did. I'm just saying that is a flex that people do. I've seen it. And it sort of like <laughs> backhandedly throws the other people who are filling in They're under like, the bus. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm Whitney Cummings for you. <laughs> by the item. Another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. This network talent show had to reshoot a segment because this A-list singer didn't have her wedding ring on. (gasps) She said she would have had an hours-long fight with her husband if he had noticed it wasn't on. So, the the ring was brought in from her dressing room. And they shot the segment again. Gwen Stefani and the voice. Well, part of that, yes. Part of that, no. Was it on the voice? Yes. So... Who's that then? 
Shakira? <laughs> is Shakira on The Voice? She has been, but no. <laughs> is it... Uh, Who's on The Voice? Patty Lapone? No! Oh, you know. Now that's a woman who should host The Voice. <laughs> oh my gosh, like, yes. You're crap! <laughs> Turn off your cell phone! Uh, is it Kelly? No, Kelly Clarkson's not married anymore. No, she's not. Uh, uh, this person is currently a judge on The Voice. That's Just like Ariana married. Grande? Yeah. Oh. oh, I forgot that she she's married, right? Yeah, yeah, she got married this year. I know. I just We've been on such a journey with Ariana. I couldn't remember that she got married. For some reason, I thought she was just engaged. But, oh, man, the children are growing up right before our very eyes. First, they're licking donuts. Then they're licking each other. <laughs> then suddenly, they're walking down the aisle. Ah. Well, over on The Voice, the show had to reshoot a segment because Ariana Grande didn't have her wedding ring on. And Ariana said she would have an hours-long fight with her husband if he noticed it wasn't on. So, the ring was brought in from her dressing room and they shot the segment again. I Couldn't they just, just put that in post? Right. <laughs> also, I just don't understand. Like, I never take my wedding ring off. Ever. I take of, it off all the time. It's not a big say, deal. I know people who take it off constantly. Yeah, man, I'm okay. cooking with a cast iron skillet. I don't want to get that thing all messed up. I just, like, I never, but I, but you put it back on. Like, you're like, oh, that is off my finger now. I will put it back on. Yeah, and then I sometimes I forget and it's not a big deal. Yeah, that's true. That too. Yeah, your husband's not going to be like, how dare you? This is a symbol of our union. Groovy. <laughs> and if he does, I'm sorry. The 1950s are calling. They would like their stereotypes back. Thank you. Blinded by the items. But as the gay, I don't really have a say. So continue. Next. Another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Here we go. Someone asked this AA-list dual threat actor who made his fame late night. Whether he would ever date this A minus slash B plus list A literate actress again. He said she's a special kind of crazy and would Ooh. not be dating her again. Oh. Wait, this person was on late night or they like have a show? Uh no, they first became famous on late night. But yes, this person also has a show, Bradley, that's currently very popular right now. So what did they make it big on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Who's on um, SNL? Oh, what's his name? Jason Sudeikis? No. Oh! Okay. Okay. And the and the actress with that's illiterate that he dated. It's that it's Wendy not Williams Olivia Wilde. Uh, Is this the one that's on Ted Lasso? No, this isn't a person who's on Ted Lasso. This person was the star of a prestige television program. And I don't really know what they do this day these days besides do things on Instagram. Courtney Cox? No. Uh, prestige television. Uh, Fancy. Um like Fancy Dynasty? Television. <laughs> <I don't know laughs> no. Fancy television. <laughs> no, the Fancy. show was like January I, Jones. To Colleen I say to uh, Bradley. Thank you. Hotel, no. But that was a good one. January Jones, he called her that? Yeah. Wow. So Jason Sudeikis was asked whether or not he would ever date January Jones again. But J- Jason Sudeikis said that January Jones is a special kind of crazy. It would not oof. be dating her again. Ooh, ooh, oof. Mm-hmm. What is Connie Selica up to? <laughs> oh, see, it's funny. I was just going to say what's January Jones Pesh, up right? to. 
I'm sorry. What did you say, Holly? She's married to John Tesh. Oh, well. Isn't she? I'm sorry. I'd rather know what January Jones is up to, I guess. Yeah, what is she doing? Hmm. Not dating Jason Sudeikis. That's for sure. The last, let's see, spinning out. She was on an ice skating television show that's on Netflix. And Wait, she's, what? January Jones was or Connie Selica? <laughs> January Jones. <laughs> okay, just checking. Two weeks ago at Yahoo News, a, f- a 43-year-old January Jones's abs and... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel legs are so toned they're scary in new halloween pics oh god (laughs) okay that is a headline i don't ever want about any part of my body right it's scary well it's literally her like showing off her body in front of halloween decorations when one of them is grabbing her boob okay so she's doing stuff all right it's on her insty holly you were right about the insty yeah and connie selica do we have any information? I don't. Yeah. Do we have <laughs> any update on Connie? Connie Selica. <laughs> What's is she, she up with to? us? She's got to be with us still. Oh, I don't. I think we'd know if. Yeah, she she's sixty-six. She's uh, still married to John Tesh. Um. Also, sorry. What is he up to? Making music. <laughs> okay, probably. but let's let's finish with Connie Selica. Unfortunately, the only news wherein she comes up is in stories about John Tesh disclosing the enormous pain he felt during, apparently, he was recently diagnosed with cancer. Oh, no. So it sounds like the family is, you know, pulling together, and um, now I just need to know that he's okay. I think he... He's now cancer-free and generally feeling well. Though he has had to have his prostate removed and tumors left only one kidney functional. God, poor guy. Okay, but he's still married to Connie. You're bringing us on a roller coaster ride because you're like everything's good, but he's missing all of this stuff, and this stuff is bad. But he's still married. But then there's this other bad stuff that's happened. Bad stuff is actually good, meaning he has uh, he's cancer free. He's on the road to recovery. Yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, thank Whoa, God. That was a journey. All thank right. you, guys. Yeah, we, we really he also, we, we did got you know through he, a lot. He hosts a syndicated show called The John Tesh Show. Is it a, is it a TV show? Or no, is this like it's, a... and in fact, I know this because I have heard this because my mother's uh, husband has whatever station he is carried on in Florida on his car because I have heard John Tesh's. Now that Get I think out. about it, I've heard John Tesh hosting like a top 40 nice if you go to tesh.com headline oh. tis the season to buy an ugly pumpkin quick question 
John Tesh had a robust music career, correct? Yes. Well, yeah, a robust. He's, I mean, he's a pianist, right? And he sings, right? If you go to teshmusic.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm he, working on it. Uh, he has also apparently written books. There's a book called uh, Trusting God When Hope Feels Lost. Great is Thy Faithfulness is the name of that book. So if you would like more, head to tesh.com. And when we come back, <laughs> now that we've learned all we need to learn, we are very uh, excited to welcome a very special guest who's going to tell us all about our charitable partner for Project Down and Dirty. We'll be right back. It's hard to believe, but Project Down and Dirty, our reality show on the radio, is just around the corner. And you may know that each year, each of our shows has a charity partner during Project Down and Dirty. And here to talk about our partner this year is Sarah Gomez. Sarah is the director of community uh, of outreach. Excuse me, the director of community outreach for Minnesota Academy of Sciences who's going to shed light on FORCE, which stands for Fostering Opportunities and Relationships in STEM Education. Sarah, welcome to the show. And if you don't mind, we'd love for you to tell listeners a little bit about FORCE. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, Sure, I'd love to tell you more about FORCE. Um, So, yes, it stands for Fostering Opportunities and Relationships in STEM Education. And we really are... um, in our sixth year now, so it's like one of our newer programs with the Minnesota Academy of Science. The Minnesota Academy of Science itself has been around for a really long time, and we have always hosted these really big state STEM competitions, like I'm sure all of you are familiar with the state science and engineering fair. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we've done all this really incredible work with promoting STEM in the community, and, you know, what we were seeing at these, like, state-level competitions were the students that were, you know, attending and really performing the best and accessing these opportunities that something like the State Science Fair um, will give you in, you know, like just scholarship money and networking with professionals. We found that, like, the students that were off accessing those opportunities were, um, you know, going to the most resource schools and that the State Science Fair itself wasn't a really diverse reflection of the state itself. So in order to kind of, you know, do some more investigation and and tackle the issues around that, we created a program, uh, this program FORCE, which really works with the underrepresented populations in STEM. And we define underrepresented by gender and race, and we kind of just look at statistical data of, you know, what are the underrepresented groups in STEM? And, you know, currently Black, Latino, Indigenous, and female groups are still really severely underrepresented in the STEM workforce. So we partner with um, schools and educational organizations that work with those populations that are underrepresented in STEM, and we give them support, access to curriculum, access to mentors and tutors, um, to financial resources, and really try to uplift them um, through STEM. I, I love this, Sarah, and I'm wondering, um, because COVID-19 really got in the way of so many educational programs and opportunities for people, um, I'm wondering how you adjusted and sort of met the moment around kind of what we've been experiencing um, and what kids in schools have been experiencing through COVID-19 and how what you're doing is even more important. Right. So, I mean, I think we found out what, you know, many organizations and institutions, you know, just every person during the pandemic found out, which is like, you know, 
everything was shifting to virtual. And although that was, you know, a huge and hard pivot at some time, um, it actually allowed us as an organization to reach more people across the state. We are a state-run organization and really um, reach some communities like our, our um, rural communities that were struggling a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of schools that are under-resourced were really just trying to keep things together to get kids into the virtual classroom. You know, a lot of their students were dealing with a lot of, um, you know, other environmental factors that were preventing them to show up to class, not just the Internet, but, you know, technological resources, um, tech, you know, any just like tech know-how. So we, when we were providing resources to schools during the pandemic, um, it was really just a motivation for kids to show up and interact with the STEM curriculum. You know, bringing tutors and mentors that are STEM professionals and STEM students is really exciting for kids and like young students to be able to work with these people. Um, bringing in curriculum that is interactive, like, you know, virtual tours through some of our STEM industry here in Minnesota was providing that incentive for the interaction um, in virtual classrooms and getting kids into the, to the classroom. So that was, it was really neat to see that, that we were still operating, <laughs> you know, in those circumstances um, and that we were, you know, actually expanding our reach through those circumstances. Absolutely. And um, if you guys are just joining us, Sarah Gomez, the Director of Community Outreach for Minnesota Academy of Sciences, is joining us to talk about FORCE, which is our charitable partner for Project Down and Dirty. And we literally have a minute, Sarah, but I thought maybe if you could just touch briefly on what this means for the individual students. I love that equity is important, but why in STEM for students? What does it mean to those individual students who are benefiting from equity in in, uh, the STEM world? Well, really, you know, one of the big parts of the program is to show representation that exists in STEM fields right now. Um, you know, one of the reasons we do that is the student can experience that somebody is holding space for them in that industry. And not only that, but to expose them to STEM fields, you know, a child cannot dream to be something until they know it exists. Mm-hmm. This is really important um, just because that getting that representation into STEM fields is important, not just because it's inherently just, Mm-hmm. because it's inherently fair and um, equitable, but because, you know, when we are, when everybody has a seat at the table, the solutions to our problems are so much better. Um, so really inspiring the student is like really answering a need in the community for like the solutions to our problems to be, to include more perspectives, to be more complete. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the minds that are going to solve a lot of the problems that we have right now are they, those people are, are alive it's and super we important. To encourage them to get into these industries. And Sarah, thank you so much. As we wrap up, we are so excited to uh, work with force as we go forward to project down to dirty. Thanks for being